Good morning, good morning to you. This is Chris. You're listening to another episode of Encouraging Your Spirit, the podcast. Announcements for today and the coming week are uh, tonight at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Word and Power does Bible study on Facebook Live. I believe the topic, and I have to go look at it because I definitely want to get that correct. It is. Gray Areas, Making It in the Middle. That's by our very own Apostle Wallace. Uh, it's Tuesday at 7.30 Eastern. If you type uh, Word and Power Ministries in your uh, Facebook search bar or go to the Ignite Movement Facebook page, you can see that uh, Bible study. Also, every Wednesday morning at 7.30 a.m. Eastern, we have prayer. You are welcome to attend. You just dial 515 604 9094 and the code is 6926084678 every Wednesday at 7 a.m. and you can join us and come get on the line and pray with us. Okay. So today I was thinking about foundations and what that means for our lives because oftentimes you you hear about foundations or think about physical structures or more or less I was thinking about this song lyric that I heard on the ride to church and it basically said I will put my life I, I got to find the exact word, sorry, because I was getting ready to paraphrase. It says, I will build my life upon your love. It is a firm foundation. I will put my trust in you alone, and I will not be shaken. I believe the actual song is Build My Life by the Passion uh, Christian Band. And I think also another way of thinking of that is I think about the hymn because, you know, one, I'm always a person that's, you know, interested in songs. But I often think about the blend between uh, the old and the new, you know, so to speak. So growing up, I grew up Christian Methodist Episcopal and there was a song that says the church's one foundation is Jesus Christ, her Lord. She is his new creation by water and the word from heaven. He came and sought her to be his holy bride with his own blood. He bought her and for her life he died. And what does that mean? What is it that we believe these days? What is our firm foundation? What are we staking our life on as far as our foundational beliefs and truths? And when you think about these, you know, what are we building? The most important feature of any permanent structure is its foundation because it's the foundation that determines the strength, the stability and or lack thereof. In 1 Corinthians 3, 9 through 10, it says, For we are co-workers in God's service. You are God's field, God's building. By the grace God has given me, I laid a foundation as a wise builder, and someone else is building on it. But each one should build with care. Here's what we know about the historical context of this scripture. Corinth was an important and wealthy city. It separated the northern and southern Greece. We have Apostle Paul, who spent about 18 months there on his second missionary journey and established a church there. Contextually, not in the verses that we're covering today, but in the first chapter, Apostle Paul is continuing his discussion now, but he initially started talking to the Corinthian church, responding to the report he received about problems in the church, and he provided apostolic guidance to deal with these problems. When we look at the verse 9 uh, that we read, 
the revised, I read the New International Version, but the revised standard version says, for we are God's fellow workers. It's said that fellow workers is an original language translation because there was, isn't a word for servant in the Greek. I can't really say if that's necessarily certain or not. And here's why I say that. And here's two teaching notes for today. One, the Bible is written in different translations. There's the Message Bible. There's Amplified. There's the King James. There's the New King James. There's the New International um, Version and so many others. And I think it's always a good practice to just see what all the different verses say when you're reading, you know, a verse just to understand, you know, and to get, you know, clarity and context. Also, you know, some of the words, maybe the whole stanza or sometimes just words, have translations from Greek and Hebrew. And it's always interesting to look and see what those words mean then and do they mean the same thing now. And I say that's important because it's always important to know who's talking, what's the context of the scripture. Because the lack of this information leads to misinformation and misinterpretation. That's all I have to say on that. So back to our uh, verse for today. Here's what we know. Paul has introduced a number of contrasts. And when I'm saying a number of contrasts, I mean the contrast that he mentions in 1 Corinthians, uh, the verses before 9 through 10. So in these contrasts, he's talking about uh, spiritual people versus people of the flesh, Milk versus meat, think about spiritual maturity, those who plant and those who water versus God who gives the increase. And then he also introduces another contrast, God's fellows, workers versus God's field, God's building. The bigger question, though, is what are you or we building our life upon? Jude, in uh, I believe it's 1 verse 20, don't quote me, but I believe it says, build yourselves up on the foundation of your most holy faith, continually progress, rise like an edifice, higher and higher. And when I think of that, I think about physical structures and how they're built, you know, or sometimes, you know, also you'll see when you, if you've ever read the commentary on scriptures <coughs> or just conversations that are about these different scriptures that we talked today, talked about today, it will say that we should build our life upon the word of God. And in those cases, they're often talking about the scriptures or, or you'll hear leaders or ministers, lay people hold up the Bible and say, this is my Bible. And I believe it is the word of God. Hear me from the heart. This isn't an insult toward that. All I'm saying, though, is sometimes or somewhere it seems to become a devotion to the book and not to the promiser. Nor does it seem to refer to the relationship or the relational aspect that we have with our book. And remember, we've learned we have one. And it also doesn't mention the point that is most important. important and that is that we should be building our life upon the firm foundation of what? Love. Because when you get right down to it, that's what it's all about. You know, it's all about the love because love is where it all starts. I'm not saying that scriptures are not important, nor am I saying that they are not relevant. They are. They are relevant. But God isn't confined to speaking to us solely in scriptures or only in the physical structures. 
you know, these are not the only places where we can find him. And I'm concerned about what we have or are we what we're building in, in regards to the foundation of our lives. And the answer to this question, I think, also lies into who is God to you? Because your opinion of God and what you perceive him to be for you drives everything in your life. Because when we're saying foundation, we're talking about the foundation of our faith, the foundation of our belief, the foundation of God. And how does that start? What does that mean? And when we say love, how do we get to that? So glad you asked. This is because the way we live is profoundly shaped by our picture of God in more ways than we realize I mean, think about it. If you, we we've talked about this before, about how oftentimes in our lives, we try to transform our human experiences in, of people and relationships to the way God is and God treats us. That's, that's not how that goes. Because the more wrong our view of God is, the more religious and legalistic we will become. And then that causes us to miss out on who God really is, what's actually true, what's God's nature, and what's his essence. And his essence is love. And the foundation for this love is a covenant faithfulness that does not desert, nor it, nor does it abandon. He loves to be faithful. This means that he has a fixed and determined love on his heart toward us. That's you, me, us, we. It is a love that guards. It is a love that keeps. It is a love that watches over. It is a love that preserves our life. Even when we face a challenge or we feel attacked, there's no circumstance or situation that separates us from that. The Father has been faithful to keep his promises to us. He has unconditional love for us. He is a God that cannot change his mind. It is relational. We have it through our relationship with Jesus and his covenant with us will always be kept. It is an arrangement that can never be changed. That's why when we talk about and go back and look at the story of the prodigal son, you know, the son that left thought that, you know, his behavior changed the father's love toward him. But the And while he was trying to say, hey, just make me a servant and all those things, the father wasn't paying him any attention. He was saying, go and get the role. And he's killed a fatted calf. And he's saying all these things because our behavior doesn't nullify our relationship. Just thought I'd share that. Okay. Because Jesus is the covenant maker. And in that story, the, that's the father's heart toward us. That represents Jesus. Jesus is the covenant maker. The guarantee of the best covenant of love we will ever into into and when I say into it means it's the best covenant we'll ever have because Jesus loves us because he loves us because he loves us yeah and here's what's true when we're talking about the foundation of you know I'll build my life upon your love that love is immense it is wide it is deep it is amazing it is outrageous love for us he builds a foundation for our lives and for the church through us. So when you think of your foundation, the questions that we need to be asking is what is our foundation built on? Is it built on his love, his love that is higher than the mountains that we face, the uncertainty and the challenges and trials? His love is stronger than the power of the grave, his love that abounds, his love that sustains and keeps us, his love that's a banner over for us, his love that never fails, his love that is alive within us. 
And I think that's important to to go back and always think about that because what is it that we are building? You know, a present day example that comes to mind is, you know, this weekend they had the BET, you know, awards and they gave the uh, Tyler Perry an award for an icon. And in his acceptance speech, and you should check it out on YouTube, he talked about how he wanted to be an inspiration. And he talked about his childhood and growing up, how there was a man that, you know, was asking, will someone help him cross? And Tyler Perry helped the man cross. But he talked about that in the symbolism of that he wanted to be the person that helped others cross and how he did other things in his life. He had actual examples that showed how he was constantly trying to do that. And I thought about that in the metaphorical sense of what is it that we're trying to build when we talk about moving forward in Christ and relationally and the church of today and where we are with in terms of our beliefs, in terms of our faith, you know, what is our firm foundation? Is it built on things that are true? Because sometimes I think, you know, what we have built it upon some of the theology and the doctrines that we learned that maybe grandmother and granddaddy and papa and uh, deacon such and such and pastor such and such told us from the from long ago. Some of those things that we learn might not necessarily have been correct. That I'm not trying to be disrespectful to them, but does that match with where you are right now and the the level of revelation and growth that we have in Christ? Does does that does that mean we know who God is and who he is for our lives? What's our relationship with him like? You know, what does it mean when we say the true nature of who God is? What's his nature toward us? And how does that manifest itself in our lives? How do we share that and show that with others? in our relationships, in our encounters, in our everyday lives, in our professional workspace, in our ministry, in, you know, whatever our purpose is that he has called us to be. How does that play out? What is the foundational truth that we are building our life upon? And are we building that upon his love? Just food for thought, you know. I can't answer that for you, but you can definitely feel free to share with me what your answers are, you know. I love the part of the song that says, I will put my trust in you alone. I will not be shaken. You know, God is a promise keeper. He's a person that keeps his covenants. He's faithful. He loves us. It won't change ever. And I I find comfort in that level of faithfulness because, you know, unfortunately, sometimes we look for humans to have that level of faithfulness. And even as a human, I try, but I, I, I don't always have that. But praise be to God that he has that faithfulness, that I have that example, that I can use my life to exemplify the purpose that he has in me, to exemplify the goodness and the grace and the compassion and the kindness and the mercy to each and every one I meet. That's what we should be doing. Sorry about that. I'm at work, so you might hear a phone ring. But anyway, as I was saying, excuse me, um, you know, how are we living that out? How does that manifest, you know, in our life? Another example that I was thinking about was yesterday I work part-time moonlighting as a bookseller. And there's a middle-aged, 50s, middle-aged, I'm saying 50s, 60s, um, older gentleman that is outside often of um, Barnes & Noble and I don't believe that 
you know, he has a home or at least he's what people consider to be homeless. And, you know, sometimes he stands out there and asks people, you know, for money. Um, some people say that he's you know, harsh or he's gruff with people. Sometimes management of the store will go out and talk to him, though, when you watch it from the window. It doesn't look like they're talking to him. It looks like more like they're talking at him. And then there are often conversations, <coughs> excuse me, about because he wears suits that they're concerned that he's, you know, not really homeless or he's being dishonest. And it just makes you think about, you know, when we go back to the love and the encounters that we have with others, you know, there's beliefs and experiences, if you will, that underscore people's rationale and reasoning for making those statements. Yes, I do believe that there are possibly people that are dishonest in the world, but there are also people that are in crisis or that their lives are, are not at all the way that you think that they are, even though their exterior shows something different. I mean, in my own life, I can remember times where you know, if you looked at me and you saw what I was wearing, I was dressed in my Sunday best to go to work or to go someplace. Most people would not know the level of struggle that was faced that I was faced or facing in my life or the fact that people every day are making, you know, real life decisions about basic needs, what they can pay, what they're going to have to sacrifice this month, this week, this day, this moment, this hour. And then that, to me, that goes back in the way we treat others. When we see others that are in lack or we learn that others are experiencing some type of situation, what's our firm foundation? Because we've just said, you know, we were talking about that we are workers, in God's service. So how are we working in those situations? How are we working when everything is good? Are we being an encourager? Are we inspiring people? Are we lifting, you know, each other's up? Are we bearing the infirmities of the weak? Are we showing, you know, love? Are we showing grace? Are we showing kindness? Are we doing that? You know, what is our foundation? What is it built on? Is it built on the love? Because that's where we have to start. Do we know who God is? Do we know what his essence and nature is toward us? What do we believe? Do we believe things that are true? Are we holding on to principles or practices that are no longer working or no longer relevant? And how do we share all of this information with others? Others that are seeking to know him. Others that don't even know that they need to know him. Others that don't even want to know him. Because you have varied eight, you know people on the spectrum but what's our firm foundation and i think that's something that we have to think about each and every day that's you know something that we need to be working on in knowing you know whose we are and knowing who god is and knowing what we believe and more than it just being what we believe how we share that how we share that love how we share that grace how we share that mercy how we share that compassion okay i hope that encourages you I hope that's giving you something to think about, food for the spirit, mind, and soul. You can always reach out to the podcast at encouragingyourspiritpodcast at gmail.com. If nobody's told you I love you today, remember I do, and you have a great and wonderful week. I will see you all next time. Peace.